It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Ainsley Earhart. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. I'm Eben Brown. It's been more than a century since a cabinet member faced impeachment by Congress, but House Republicans seem to be ready to put Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas through the process. Will they impeach? No party that has ever gone through with a major impeachment has it ever benefited them politically. Not once. And so, you know, Republicans, here's their problem. They promised their voters they were going to stick it to Mayorkas. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Impeachments, congressional expulsions, all used to be rare occurrences. If you were a baby boomer or a Gen Xer, you made it through high school with impeachment taking up a little time in history class. The most famous case up until that point took place in the 1800s. When President Clinton was impeached, it really felt like a once in a century occurrence because it was. Then came President Trump. He was impeached twice and within short order. And now there's an impeachment inquiry into President Biden concerning finances connected to his son Hunter's business dealings. But there's also a push by the Republicans in the House of Representatives to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security. While impeachments have become less rare, this kind is not common. No living American has ever seen a cabinet secretary impeached. 148 years. Chad Pergram is our Fox News senior correspondent at the Capitol. William Belknap, who was the Secretary of War in 1876, was the last cabinet secretary who was impeached. We don't even have a Department of War anymore, as you know, it's the Defense Department. But that said, uh, Republicans think that he has been derelict in his duty. Um, They think that he has, uh, you know, not followed the law, even broken the law. They also assert that, uh, you know, he lied to Congress when he says that he has secured the border. Now, Democrats say that there is nothing 
in constitutional history, nothing on the books that even comes close to what, you know, Mayorkas is alleged to have done here. But remember that House Republicans politically and, and, and impeachments are always political. They need some sort of a scalp somewhere. They're having trouble with their investigation of President Biden. You know, that's an impeachment investigation. Uh, nothing is moving fast on that track anytime soon. I mean, James Biden, uh, the brother is going to come in later this month, uh, later in February, I should say. And then at the end of February, you're going to have Hunter Biden sit for a deposition. So, I mean, even if you are going to move impeachment of President Biden, you're probably not going to get to that till June or July when you have political convention. And then we're right up against, against the election. I mean, so, yeah, yeah really, even if they yeah. have the votes. It's unclear also if they have the votes for uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, the House is down to a two-seat margin right now. They need to have Steve Scalise, who's the majority leader, back. They also need to make sure that they have good attendance from everybody on the Republican side who would vote yes. And keep in mind that those types of things have vexed the Republican leadership uh, most of this Congress. So whether or not he's going to be impeached, that remains to be seen. There's a couple of Republicans, Ken Buck, uh, you know, among others, who have been skeptical, but they might just be able to lose one or two and then probably impeach him. Now, I asked Pete Aguilar, who was the chair of the Democratic caucus yesterday, I said, why, why not you know, allow some House Democrats to vote for impeachment, uh, those who are in swing battleground districts? Uh, and again, this is oftentimes a vote of conscience. But, uh, you know, Aguilar said, we'll just remind those Democrats that, you know, everything you do, you do on this, you're playing into the Republicans hand. You know, this is kind of kind of the way they roll. And you would just be encouraging that, so to speak. So we don't know if they're going to be able to impeach Mayorkas. But the plan is sometime next week. Uh, impeachment of a cabinet secretary, I, I suspect, would work similar to a presidential impeachment in that uh, the Senate would conduct the trial. Uh, Republicans don't have the majority there. So would this be futile anyway, if if in fact they were to adopt articles of impeachment? It's probably futile in one sense, but maybe beneficial to some Senate Republicans in another respect. And here's why. If you have impeached uh, a cabinet official or a federal judge or the president and they send the articles over. Now, let's go back in history. But you might remember in late 2019, after the first impeachment trial of former President Trump, Nancy Pelosi, who was then Speaker of the House, kind of sat on the articles for right. a little while and then sent them over later in January. And so, you know, you don't unless the House sends them over and they appoint the impeachment managers. These are House members right. who serve as the prosecutors. Uh, you don't start the trial. But there's a little bit of a ceremonial thing where they walk the articles over. They present the managers to the Senate. They have to present the articles to the Senate. And then by rule, they're supposed to start with the trial the next day. I have asked Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer several times um, at, with not great answers from Schumer here, and I'll probably ask him again today, what he would do with these articles of impeachment for Biden is one line of questioning I was putting to Schumer some time ago, now probably Mayorkas. And you know, he kind of sidestepped because he doesn't want to weigh in, but they, do, they just can't ignore it. They have to start this. Now, do they kind of have a short trial and just say, yeah, okay, we heard from you and that's that. Here's the politics of this, Eben, and this is what gets very interesting. Yeah. There's a little known impeachment of Samuel Kent, who was a federal judge in 2010, and the House impeached him. And then uh, before they could actually get the trial started in earnest in the Senate, he resigned. And so the Senate said, wait a minute, uh, we don't really need to go through this exercise. So what do you do? Well, the Senate uh, concocted a resolution basically to just dismiss the charges, to flush that. 
And so you could see where uh, the Democratic Senate might be game to do that, you know, rather quickly and just say, okay, enough of that. Here's the problem for Senate Democrats. If there is that vote to dismiss those charges or end the trial or any sort of thing to just kind of short circuit this process, you can imagine that Steve Daines, the Republican senator from Montana, who is the chair of the Republican Senatorial Campaign Committee, will document every vote of Sherrod Brown of Ohio, John Tester of Montana, Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, uh, Bob Casey of Pennsylvania, right. Jackie Rosen of Nevada, all vulnerable Democrats in swing states who are on the ballot in 2018, excuse me, in 2024, this fall, and say, hey, look how they voted. The border is really important right now. It's polling very high as an issue that's important to voters. And look what they did in the Senate. So that is engineering a vote that will be helpful potentially for Senate Republicans this fall. And then the same scenario could play out as did with uh, uh, Samuel Kent. Uh, Andrew Mayor, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas could be impeached and then could resign before a, a trial actually gets going. You could have that. I mean, we, we've always heard that uh, President Biden stands by Mayorkas. Uh, we've not had an indication that, yes, you could have that happen. Yeah. Uh, but we don't think that's uh, really in the cards just yet. We're speaking with Fox News senior congressional correspondent Chad Pergram on House Republicans' likelihood of impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and other things. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. So the the president, and this may be a hard question to answer, the president does not uh, view the secretary as a liability at this point. I mean, is there there may be no good answer to that question, but one would one begins to think no. that there's a political liability here. Not at all. I mean, I mean, so far they've I mean, you're right. I mean, the border is an issue. Uh, I've not seen any direct numbers on Mayorkas and his popularity and things. Uh, I will say this, though, if history is to be our guide, that if you go back through most major impeachments, and I mean, not these federal judges like Samuel Kent, who I mentioned a few minutes ago and some yeah. others, but both impeachments of former President Trump, President Clinton, Heck, Eben, I'll talk about Andrew Johnson in the <laughs> 1860s, okay? No party that has ever gone through with a major impeachment has it ever benefited them politically. Right. Not once. And so, you know, Republicans, here's their problem. They promised their voters they were going to stick it to Mayorkas. They promised their voters they were going to stick it to President Biden. Uh, you know, if you look at Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, they had an impeachment depending on, you know, one every day of the week, Christopher Wray, the FBI director, uh, Matthew Graves, the uh, U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia, uh, uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general. I mean, it went on and on and on. I mean, they've tried everything. And so, you know, this is red meat for that conservative base. And so if they let's say this blows up on Republicans next week, let's say they don't have the votes after all this, you know, Sturm and Drang and, and fire and fury and they don't impeach Mayorkas. Wow, that's a problem. That but seems that's like what you get yeah. in a very, yeah, very narrow, narrowly divided House of Representatives. Speaking of um, removing people from their positions, uh, Republicans did get rid of one of their own in George Santos. Uh, and now there is a, a brewing controversy with uh, Democratic Congresswoman Cori Bush of Missouri uh, facing perhaps maybe federal charges for misusing, I guess it might be campaign funds to pay uh, mm -hmm. pay her own husband for security services. Um, at what right. point does Congress begin to look at Congresswoman Bush and say, you can't be here? Well, we're a little bit early on that because, yeah. you know, th this was just announced the past couple of days. But you raise a very salient point. 
Prior to the removal of George Santos in December, the bar pretty much in the House of Representatives for you to be expelled. We right. only expelled six House members since the history of the Republic, since the beginning of the Republic. You had to be a Confederate or a convict. And so you had these Confederates who were expelled during the Civil War, who were members of the House. And then you had uh, Ozzie Myers from Pennsylvania in 1980, and you had Jim Traficant, the Democrat from Ohio in right. 2002. And then George Santos, who is facing charges, but now is no longer a member uh, because his colleagues said, OK, we've had enough. And again, it takes a special vote to be able to do that. Right. It's in the Constitution. It takes a two thirds vote. They did expel him. Uh, Republicans and Democrats viewed Santos as kind of a little bit of a special case. And I get the argument there. I remember the day that they expelled Santos. One of the things I put in my reporting, I said, well, what about across the, the building here? Uh, Bob Menendez, his legal status. This is the Democratic yeah. Center from New Jersey is practically the same as George Santos. Yet he continues to be a member. And so you could see with what happened with Santos, some on the right, especially conservatives, say we've had enough of Cory Bush. And maybe move to do that. Now, I doubt that they would ever be able to get two thirds. Uh, there was a long process, an ethics committee investigation with Santos, uh, where they said, at least we've had some due process. Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, had a problem uh, with trying to expel uh, George Santos because of the precedent and the history, regardless if they thought he was a bad guy. And I get that, get that argument. Uh, but then you really go down a slippery slope. And that's why the founders did make that a a supermajority, two thirds to expel. But it didn't say you had to be a Confederate or a convict. It just said, you know, if they got two thirds, they can kick you out, Evan. It's that simple. All right. Chad Pergram, our senior Capitol Hill correspondent. Thank you so much for being with us once again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.